Hello and welcome to the official podcast for the 27th Annual First Conference to be held in Berlin, June 14th through 19th, 2015. I'm your host, Martin McKay, and as always, I'm joined by Chris John Riley, my good friend. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good, thanks. And uh, we're joined on the show, the, the, the inaugural show for this, uh, this podcast by, by Derek Scholl, the uh, conference liaison for the upcoming conference, and Rob Flodine, the program chair. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So thanks very much for, for taking the time out of your busy days to, to have a quick chat about the upcoming conference. Um, maybe we can jump a little bit into to what the thought was behind uh, the conference. I know that uh, that every every year we have a, a different meaning behind the conference, a different tagline. So, so what's the tagline for the upcoming first conference in Berlin, and, and what was the thought behind that? So the, the thought behind this um, started off as we're doing a tour of the city, and a tour guide said something that sort of resonated with me. And uh, I was looking for that when people were submitting recommendations for the, for the theme. Every year we put out a, a challenge to the membership and to anyone who's been in the conference previously and asked them to, to provide that theme for us. And the thought or the statement that, that was made by the tour guide was that no one really thought about what to build or what was needed to build after the wall came down. And she said bridges. And for us, we generally work in our silos. We don't normally reach out to others uh, on a regular and day-to-day ba- uh, basis, just based on the nature of our work. So when I saw all, everyone come in with their different different themes and different theories, they were all some really good, really good themes. But one that, that stuck with me that also matched up to that bridging was unifying security and improving the future. So this idea of, of going last year and looking behind us and where we've been and we're going to be going in the future this year, I thought, really fit hand-in-hand hand with that, what we did last year and what we could do this year. So put that with the wall coming down. Instead of looking at the obvious, let's look towards the future and see if we can, can really make a difference together for the, the global community. And that was my basic thoughts behind it. That's not an easy thing to do, to look in the future, look in our crystal ball. Um, but I think what you're saying is we actually, rather than looking for the future, is building it almost. Yeah, I think so. It's like identifying before we tear down our walls that maybe we should consider what bridges need to be built. That was the number one architecture piece that was missing from their plan. All of a sudden, the wall's down. Now, how do you, re- how do you actually unite the people? I think one way we could do that is through sharing our experiences, which, again, allows us to, to recharge our batteries, and then just take that time to think about what we can do in the future. So when we're looking at this, uh, I'm assuming that many of the keynotes, many of the talks will be feeding into this. Can you give us a hint at what some of the keynotes might be? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very excited by the keynotes this year. The, the approach this year to decide what we wanted for keynotes wasn't a who do we want to speak. It was how do we want to, to facilitate this theme and get our, our membership and our conference attendees thinking and talking uh, to each other. What are, what are the people we want in the room and what types of ideas do we want them giving us so that we can all hear at the same time in baseline and then just build off of that energy throughout the week? So the, the first thing we wanted is we wanted to hear from the government rep. So luckily this year we got the CIO from Germany. She's going to come in and just deliver a fantastic opening keynote for us. The normal law enforcement. So we wanted to find a law enforcement rep and it made sense that we found a regional law enforcement rep and we're very lucky to have Europol's Cyber Crime Center's senior strategic strategist. He's going to come and, and give us a, an update speech on the, the things that they're seeing 
and some of the things that they might need in the future. And I say they, I don't necessarily mean uh, Europol. I mean the types of organizations that they're working with as well. So they'll cover that broad spectrum there. And having that strategist is really going to be important for us, I think. And then on day three, Wednesday, privacy. Rather, if I can, I like to call it a call to arms to ensure we remember privacy. As we run forward to try to secure systems, we've got to make sure that we keep privacy in the back of our minds. Now, we've not confirmed the speaker for that yet, but by the end of March, we should be able to. We have reached out to two people, and they both confirmed availability. And internally, the small group that's working with that, identifying which keynote to speak on that, just hasn't been able to decide. If we could get them both, I probably would ask them. Day four, policy and development. So Internet Society's chief internet technology officer, who's also responsible for the strategic technical activities, will help us understand from a technical point of view, what are the things that, that other parts and other organizations in our community are looking at and what they're doing in the future. So we can sort of tie off to those, those activities. Then technical topics, threat intelligence. We wanted to make sure that we, we hit on a technical topic for our community. And it's nice on Friday to, to just sort of relax the heavy thinking and get down to the problems that we're facing and so that we can wrap up. And this year, we're lucky again um, to also get a great speaker in that space, Rick Holland, who's uh, from Forrester. He's a well-known thinker and I think a well-known speaker in that space. You mentioned a, a couple of topics there, specifically uh, information sharing and, and threat intelligence. And that seems to be a, a real real buzzword over the last 12 to 18 months or maybe even longer. It, it, do you see that being a big focus for the conference, threat intelligence, or is that something that hasn't yet come into to the CERT arena? So if we, if we talk about the number of submissions, there were a number of submissions that had threat intelligence in their name. Um, and it was hard to pick who the best uh, topics were. I, I think the program committee had a hard time identifying uh, the best topics in, in that specific uh, subject area. As overall, though, I think threat intelligence is growing. I think we're seeing terms like cyber intelligence as well. So this idea of, of doing more than just responding to an incident, right? Have we, have we reached the top of it? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is that we're still deploying simple, single-user-based ticketing systems. And we haven't really been able to, to automate a lot of the, the intelligence um, that we could actually gain from our own systems, which is interesting because that's one of the talks this year is how to, how to do that exact thing, how to look at your ticketing system and help gain intelligence from it. It's interesting that you have the threat intelligence, the threat sharing on one day and then privacy on the other because there's a, a lot of tension between those two topics right now and has been for several years. And it will be interesting hearing what some of the people have to say on each one of those polls, how they push and pull against each other. <laughs> And that's sort of the reason we wanted privacy first, <laughs> so we can get that separated and then have a technical topic at the end. Because privacy is, you know, privacy is often kind of falls by the wayside with these kind of discussions. We're talking about security and then privacy comes along later and we find out that there's no room for privacy anymore. We've, we've gone through securing something. We've gone through making sure we have all of the relevant logs, all of the relevant data, but we haven't really spoken to the privacy people to say, is this stuff safe for us to, to, to keep to the side? So it's, it's very important, I think, to, to get everyone together in one room and actually talk about this stuff um, to get a better global overview of how things should be done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just getting the discussion going. I think from, from the various presentations that I've been watching, as, as program committee members, I've been wrecking pe uh, recommending people for the, the keynote on privacy. I've been watching various presentations from TED Note Talks to 
to chaos um, computer club presentations. And that's pretty much what everyone's been resonating with is we need to talk more about this, not less. So I, I wanted to make sure that we did cover that. Well, now, um, Derek, let's get you in on this conversation as well. I mean, you, you've been helping organize a lot of the work, what the events are that are going to be happening there and with the, the local groups. Can you tell us a little bit about who the local sponsors are and what we'll be doing when we're not in comp in the actual <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We, um, we're really lucky. The teams from Germany have been involved with FIRST basically since the, the creation. Um, and we have a, a really good infrastructure of, of FIRST members uh, from throughout Germany. Uh, our local host is DFNCERT, uh, and they've been – um, involved. Uh, the, the head of their company is a, a former chairman of the board of, of FIRST. Um, so they've been absolutely fantastic for uh, providing some of the local contacts, the local flavor, making sure that uh, you know each conference we like to have at least some sense of not just a location to have us meet, but a, a reason for being there and an opportunity to experience everything that the city has to offer. Uh, I think Berlin's going to give us a, a fantastic opportunity to do that. The hotel is a, a wonderful facility. We we sort of hit a, a milestone last year with uh, overwhelming increase in numbers, and it caused us to go out and sort of reevaluate our facilities. and And we've got a place in Berlin at the Intercontinental uh, that is more than capable of of handling, I think, everything that we throw at it. Uh, so DFN Cert, and they've also partnered with a number of the other. Uh, German teams. Uh, the Siemens CERT is going to uh, co-host the icebreaker reception with them. Uh, so they've they've been involved with that. Uh, that should be a, a lot of fun. Uh, the banquet is going to be at a wonderful building, the Postbahnhof, the old uh, post office in Berlin. And we're really, really lucky that we've got Ingrid Arthur to be our, our entertainment. So I, I think we will uh, uh, be able to have a great time when we're not sitting listening to the wonderful sessions and speakers that Rob and his program committee have put together. It sounds like there's uh, certainly going to be some uh, some interesting events going on around the conference itself. Hopefully, there'll uh, there'll be time as well to enjoy some of the German beers as well. I'm sure there'll be a, a few minutes here or there for that. Do we know yet um, roughly how many people have already applied? Is, is there quite a lot of people um, that have, have already signed up? Is uh, are things looking busier than they were in Boston, or is it hard to tell at this point? It's uh, hard to tell. Each one sort of brings its its own unique flavor. And we certainly do track the numbers, and they, they seem to be tracking well. Uh, there was a huge push at the end of, of Boston. Um, so we're, we're, we're encouraging people to register as early as they know. It certainly makes our life a little bit easier when, uh, when we're not adding 40% capacity in the last two weeks. I can imagine. So, Rob, being as how you've organized a lot of the conference and, and the, the speaking, can you give us some hints about some, who some of the speakers or what some of the topics will be at the event? Oh, do we do we have enough time for that? I mean, the the quality of presentations and the topics that are being covered, <laughs> I couldn't build an agenda where I could personally be at every single thing I wanted to go to. And then I said, okay, if I could if I could go to two things at once, so if I could record one thing and attend one one session, I still couldn't build an agenda that I could get everything I wanted to. It's simply 
Wow. I, I mean, from different national teams talking about some of the major cases they've had in the past year, I, I've always liked those types of things where, where our members and, and other community folks come forward and say, this is what we were doing last year. So, for example, um, we're looking at Cert Polska and we're trying to figure out at the agenda, who do we put next to Cert Polska? I mean, would you want to be presenting next to them? We're talking about adventures and fighting cybercrime. So for right now, we just kind of put them by themselves. I don't know we can really pair anything up next to them. And then we couldn't do that with everybody, unfortunately. So then we had to start looking at, okay, what's the different tracks? So the tracks we set up this year uh, weren't room location. They were topic. And then that became hard because it was it was like I'm looking at two really good talks in two completely different areas, and I want to go to both of them. How do I, how do I do that? In some cases, there's three talks lined up. So we have different – besides uh, the Polish team coming – there's also the, the Japanese team is going to be doing a similar presentation. Uh, the Norwegian team is going to be doing a, a similar presentation of a walkthrough of a major incident that they've suffered from. We have some technical types of presentations, so looking at actually uh, binaries and doing some reverse engineering. We have – I'm looking at the, the draft agenda now, and it's so hard. We have, we have researchers. We have three different groups of researchers who are looking at how C-certs operate and they've put together some pretty good presentations. One's going to end up being a 90-minute workshop, uh, similar to what happened in Boston last year. We also have a, a whole-day workshop on Friday with the um, Internet Architecture Board and Internet Society workshop on coordinating attack response at Internet scale, so a full day. Um, this gives a chance for, for the first conference attendees to also attend a, a, a one-day workshop um, on that topic, which I think will be really relevant uh, to the first membership. So we have countries presenting, we have different teams presenting, we have researchers presenting, and then we have workshops going on within our community. And that's a, a big piece of, of what, uh, going back to, to the theme this year, it's a big piece of what I really wanted to see happening was us working together and sharing information. So are there any relatively simple talks for somebody like Chris to attend? Sure. We've also said first has... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have anything that simple. That, that uh, we, simple. It doesn't need to be that <laughs> simple. It doesn't need to be Martin simple. It just needs to to be not Chris too simple. technical. Yeah. So we said. So it was one of the things the PC said this year is is we're going to have a fourth room. What are some of the things that we should be putting in the fourth room to make sure that new attendees or people who are new to our space uh, can get the most out of the conference as well? So we're not subtracting from what we normally do, but we're adding to it. And one of those was like an IPv6 overview. We said to ourselves. Okay, everyone knows IPv6. And then we thought, well, not if you're new. If you're new, there might be some implications or some nuances of IPv6 that you're not aware of. So we, we've reached out to an organization, and, and they're going to do an IPv6 workshop for us. I may have to attend that one because, uh, yeah, there's a little bit going on with IPv6 I may not be familiar with. Well, I think that's a good point. Is I mean, we, we do tend to, to think that everyone is at the same level. Everyone knows as much as we do, and it's, it's a common misconception. There's, there's always new people, as you said, coming into the industry, and I think putting something on that helps to bring people up to a certain level is uh, certainly uh, a goal that we should be aiming for. So I think that's a, it's a really good endeavor. Now, one other thing is we always have other things going on. I mean, we've had Team Kumri come in a, a couple of years in a row. We've had some other events going on inside the conference. Is there anything special planned for this year? So 
I'll gladly answer that, but let me give a chance to Derek to see if Derek has anything he wants to add to that first. Yeah, so certainly Team Cymru is uh, planning their their challenge again, and that's been wonderfully popular the last couple of years that they've been doing it. Uh, I know that John Kristoff always uh, secures a corner during our, our annual general meeting for a PGP key signing event. Uh, and then there are a number of other things that you know sort of uh, pop up regularly. Some some with our knowledge and some without, and we are um, happy to have any of them and all of them. Yeah. So so Martin, if I can follow up on that, something that that I've been looking at, looking over the uh, the agendas for the past few years, is I saw an uptick in SIG and BOF, um, special interest groups and birds of a feather groups meeting uh, during the conference time. And missing out on some really great presentations. So this year, uh, we've carved out a couple of hours during the conference for these groups to actually meet and congregate. Now, we did leave one one class or one lecture room open. So if you're not interested in participating in SIGs and BOFs, of course, naturally, you can go listen to one of the great presentations. And we actually did pick two of the better presentations uh, that were rated by the PC to fill that slot. So now you've got to make a choice. I want to go do a SIG or go to one of the better presentations. But unfortunately, we can't, we can't please everybody. But we could try to reduce the number of great presentations that you might miss and, and set aside a couple hours on Wednesday. To, to help with that, facilitate that, we're also creating a little bit of time Monday morning to give an overview of all the different activities that will happen that week. So after the keynote, you go out to a coffee break, meet some of the people that you've been sitting next to and people you haven't seen for a year, then hopefully come back in and get a great introduction and overview of the conference for the rest of the week. Well, thank you, gentlemen, very much for taking some time out of your day. We've been talking to Robert Fludin and... Derek Scholl, and this is for the first conference, the 27th annual first conference happening in Berlin between June 14th and June 19th, 2015. Thank you again, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you in Berlin. Computer activated virus defense. Prepare to download. Initiated start sequence. Welcome.